Well, g'day, g'day. My name's Andrew, and welcome to your awakening. You know, I often get people write to me asking questions about how to live their life to the full, how to be fully awake, fully alive, how do they keep uh, their relationship with God strong, how is it that I know that there's a God, what, what's the secret to me walking uh, in faith and having a strong faith. These questions often come in and, and recently I had a question come to me that I thought uh, could be of some interest to my listeners, to you when it comes to your spiritual journey and you staying fully awake and fully alive or becoming fully awake and fully alive um, to the things of God that I honestly believe that we all um, are designed to be a part of, that we're all designed to, to flourish. I believe that we're all designed to be fully alive and to not die uh, before we're dead. <laughs> And so uh, the question came in uh, as such. Hey, Andrew, uh, I want to seek your wisdom. Uh, How have you stayed strong in the faith over the years? Amidst a secular world, alternative philosophies in life, scientific arguments, the unknowns and all the suffering, how have you built an unshakable faith in Jesus? I sometimes find it hard, but I want to last till the end. Wow, what a powerful question, and certainly a question that many, many people uh, are, are asking. You know, how in the world that we live in, how do you keep a strong faith? In fact, I was on uh, a plane recently, and I was flying with with a, a gentleman who had a Muslim background, and he said, uh, "I wouldn't say I'm a strong practicing Muslim." Uh, I have a Muslim background, but the reality is I can't reconcile the suffering in the world with the thought of God. And uh, the, the questions within the question that I was asked are certainly universal questions. So many people are asking about suffering. They're asking about, you know, how does science and faith go together? How do we reconcile these things? And specifically as a Christian, uh, if you call yourself a Christian, I do, and the girl asking this question does, um, how do we keep the faith burning strong? How do we not um, slip away in, in this, the reality of the world around us? And the, very much a conflicting, I read in The Age today, uh, actually last night, The Age being a, a big newspaper here in Australia, I read an article that said there's actually an, a strong anti-Christian secularism rising up in the country I'm in, which is Australia. Um, and that's true. So not only do you have uh, you know, differing opinions, differing thoughts, there is even a voice or, or a movement or a, or a subculture that's actually actively working against uh, people's faith, at least here in Australia. And so, great question. This was my answer. How do you, how do you stay strong in your faith? Basically, how do you continue to be alive if you, and not lose it? <laughs> um, the first thing I said was this. I've stayed on mission. 
uh, like an instrument or a sport, uh, you lose it when you don't use it. So what I've done is, you know, the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. I proactively, constantly and consistently seek to love my neighbors as myself, to check in on them, to say hi to them, to pray for them, to care about how they're doing. Uh, I constantly and consistently do that. And uh, I constantly and consistently share my faith with others. I share about Jesus. I share about the hope that I have. I, because the Bible says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And what I find is, if you're not practicing what you preach, you will definitely slip away. You will definitely, because, you know, I liken it to this. What sort of a person would like to go, um, say they're a basketball player, would like to go to a basketball game every uh, every week, get into the locker room, put on their basketball gear, talk about strategy, talk about this game, and then put all their gear back into their bag and head home because the coach says you're not playing today. You're going to very quickly get over talking. You're going to want to start walking. And I find that uh, often for people of faith, we will go to uh, a gathering or we'll listen to some a podcast or YouTube or we'll read the Bible or we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation with someone. But if it doesn't result in action, it actually uh, has to be one of the most frustrating things um, for, for you as an individual. And the interesting thing is it's actually brought upon yourself. <laughs> like if you want to fix it, you're the one that has to fix it. You have to start to practice what you preach. And as you read something like love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, you then move towards those that uh, have been negative towards you, that have been antagonistic towards you, and you put in practice some sort of love. So you say, hey, um, just wanted to call you to say, I know that you're angry at me. I know that you're frustrated at me. I'm sorry. I love you. And when you're ready, love us to talk again. You know, you actually pick up the phone. You you go over to someone's house. You, you do what you know you're meant to do. Instead of simply talk about it, think about it. Um, I think that has been one of the major keys to me uh, staying the way I've stayed. Um, Many people uh, will comment on on my life and the way that I live it. They'll say, "Wow, Andrew, how do you how do you keep such positivity, optimism, joy?" And trust me, I have my dark moments. But overall, nothing makes me more alive than when I share Jesus with someone. Nothing makes me more alive than when I go to my wife, "Honey, you know what? I'm sorry." I was wrong. I love you and I choose to put you first. Nothing makes me more alive than when I actually practice um, what I preach or what is preached at me uh, or to me from the Bible. Um, so the first thing I, I've done is I have um, I've stayed on mission and that has been so helpful. So when someone's sick, uh, I pray for them. I don't think about praying for them. I don't tell them, you know, maybe... You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say a little silent prayer or whatever. 
if someone says to me, uh, I've got a headache and it's a really bad headache, it hasn't gone away for three days, I'll say, well, let's pray for that right now. And that, uh, when you use your, when you use your faith, when you actually walk in your faith, uh, that that is going to help you stay alive. Um, the second thing that I said to my friend who wrote this in this fantastic question was this: I've had, uh, I have constantly asked friends around me to sharpen me. I've sought input, and I've continued to ask questions. You know, uh, very cliche uh, leadership quote is, leaders are learners, leaders are readers. You know, I've heard that so many times. Um, But it's true for a person of faith. You've got to, if you want to keep spiritually alive, you've got to continue to ask for input. You've got to continue to seek to learn, seek to grow. Never think you know it all. Never think that you have arrived. Um, I think that that is one of the greatest tragedies is when someone uh, someone thinks they've arrived. Um, they they think that they know it all. Um, stay humble. Stay humble. Uh, the the Bible talks about wisdom and instruction being more valuable than anything. And I so in terms of you know gold or any any uh, physical riches wisdom is more valuable than all of that and so I encourage you seek wisdom ask people for their for their opinions safe people <laughs> ask people uh, that have gone before you if you can learn from them you know every time I get around uh, a a speaker uh, a minister an evangelist revivalist whoever it is, and they travel a lot, and they have children, I always ask them, tell me what has worked and what hasn't worked in your family. What advice do you have for me? Whenever I get around, uh, and, and I say that just for context, because I do travel a lot, I've got young kids, and I'm constantly speaking around the world, and I want my family to flourish in the lifestyle that we have, and not for them not to feel like they've missed out, because I travel, but for them to feel like um, it's been a, a real blessing and a, and a real joy to have a dad that, that travels the world, and you know, so I get amazing advice from people around, you know, buy your kids gifts, take a child on the trip, you know, tell your kids when their next trip is, take them on the trip with you, you know, I get great advice from people around the world, don't go for super long trips, keep your trips short, so, so helpful, you know. And, but I learned this by asking and seeking input and not thinking that I had it all together. In fact, recently I said uh, to my wife, I said, I'm going to do 10-day trips. And that's, that's the perfect number. And then I asked a friend and he said, oh, mate, don't do anything over three days. You know, if you, if you absolutely have to, you can push it out a couple more days than that. But your family has to come first and if you want to be consistent and I was like man this guy this is this is wisdom and so I grabbed it and I've adjusted my travel schedules as a result of it and so stay humble learn seek advice um, 
So yeah, definitely uh, the second thing that that I encouraged this person with was always ask, always seek input. And I actually encouraged uh, her because she was doing just that in asking me these questions. So that uh, that is so valuable. The third thing I said is I keep in the Bible. <laughs> I keep in the Bible. What I mean by that is I keep reading the Bible daily, every single day, all the time, constantly and consistently. I read the Bible. I have uh, a saying that I learned from a friend, um, and he says, no Bible, no breakfast. Um, So if you haven't read your Bible, don't eat your breakfast. (laughs) And I like that, you know. Um, He just makes it such an integral part of his everyday, and I've taken that on. Because, you know, the the Bible says, and I know this because I read the Bible all the time, (laughs) that um, the the Bible is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to separate um, bone and and flesh, bone and ligament. And the, the point is this. It's so sharp like a surgeon's knife that it can get into your life and it can... You know, they say they say this, if you read the Bible, the Bible will read you. Um, and in such a healthy way, just as a surgeon um, can heal by, uh, by cutting deep in and removing something that's not healthy, in such a healthy way, um, the Bible helps you stay at your best, helps you stay at your prime, helps you stay spiritually um, fit and... Um, the Bible's like a gym for your soul. <laughs> and so you want to you wanna read the Bible. And by constantly being in the Bible, I've constantly been sharpened. And the other thing is, the Bible is truth. The Bible is truth. And so when I have all these voices around me, you know, someone might be saying to me, Oh, Andrew, uh, you, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with cheating on your wife. <laughs> I'll be like, oh. No, no, the Bible says don't commit adultery. So I'm going to shut that lie down and I'm going to believe the truth of the Bible. Um, oh, you know what? If your parents are pissing you off, if your parents are annoying you, um, just just tell them to go get stuffed, you know? <laughs> no, actually, the Bible says to honor your mother and your father, so I'm going to honor my parents. I'm going to choose the truth over the the voice that's coming at me and I think that's so important stay in the Bible the Bible fights off the lies of the world the fourth thing I said was this I've leaned into the supernatural (laughs) now this one can make some people uncomfortable but I can tell you what in this podcast I'm going to explore the supernatural more and more as we go on scientific arguments and philosophical questions don't measure too well against blind eyes seeing and deaf ears being healed. See, I've studied healing, I've prayed for healing, I've seen healing, I lean into the supernatural aspects of God and um, I tell you what, nothing can rival it, you know, people can tell me oh there's no god and then i go okay watch this in the name of jesus eyes be open and someone's someone begins to see and read which has happened to me i've i've prayed with several people where their eyes have been healed on the spot so they so when that happens i go okay now explain that (laughs) 
your attack on my faith is not going to find um, a whole lot of traction when I'm seeing blind eyes healed. Um, when I'm when I'm praying, like the other day, uh, I you know I had a friend of mine. He wrote to me. He said, Andrew, I really believe that that your prayer life is going to go to another level. You should uh, expect that when you speak to the weather, just like Jesus did when there was a storm, uh, and he was crossing a lake with with uh, or a sea with his disciples. Um, he spoke to the to the storm and it went calm. And this person said to me, "I believe just like uh, just like Jesus, you're going to be able to speak to the weather and it'll shift, it'll change." And so, the other day it was raining, like pouring down rain. We were doing a prayer walk uh, with about 20 people that had come into the city to walk around and pray for the city um, in preparation for a big event that we've got going on. Uh, with Franklin Graham and so at uh, Melbourne Arena and so I um, I'm leading this team to pray and it's pouring down rain and so I just said I speak to this uh, to this rain and, and I command it to stop to lessen up and to stop and I tell you what um, from then the rain lessened and then it totally cleared up to where the sun was shining and uh, when when I when those things happen in my life, it fills me with faith. It fills me with faith. So I encourage you, lean into the impossible <laughs> that is possible in God. Lean into the supernatural. And uh, there is a verse in the Bible that says, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And the point being this, when, when you lean into the Holy Spirit, you lean into the supernatural, you engage in that, um, side of God, um, you're got, not going to need the things of the world. You're not going to need to get drunk. You're not going to need to to do all these things because you will. Uh, there's a funny saying that says, "There ain't no high like the Most High," and it's true. When you're walking in the things of the supernatural things of God, um, you will be more than awake and alive. Um, the other thing that I said to my friend is this, and this is so important. I'm more than aware. I'm fully aware of the devil's schemes. Now, understand this and hear this. The devil in life, there is God, there is heaven, there is the devil, there is hell. And the devil has a plan to destroy your life. There's there's a verse which you know I've quoted before on this podcast that says um, that the devil seeks to kill steal and destroy but Jesus comes to bring us life and life to the full and I'm fully aware of the schemes of the devil suffering is the devil's attack on the world whenever I see suffering it spurs me on to shine brighter for Jesus to love more ferociously to share more boldly and to push back the darkness yes I have questions without a doubt when it comes to the suffering of the, in the world but I run to Jesus instead of away from him. And I often use this analogy. Imagine uh, you've got a, a police officer who's a good, good, upstanding, moral, integral, not corrupt. He's a good police officer doing his job the way he's meant to do it, to, to serve and to protect. And then you've got a, a thief, you've got a criminal, you've got a... a um, 
you know, just a just a, a person that's really engaged in in the dark realities of this world. And this man uh, stabs you. He comes up to you and he stabs you with a knife. Can you imagine if you look over? So you start you you're experiencing suffering. You look over and you see the police officer, and he's saying. And this is what Jesus actually said and says, come to me and I'll give you rest. Come to me. You know, he's saying, come to me. I'll protect you. I'll look after you. Come to me. I, I have a plan for your salvation. I have a plan. You know, in heaven, there's not going to be any tears. There's not going to be any suffering. There's going to be no more pain, no more shame. You know, he's saying, come to me, come to me and you... <laughs> turn around, you turn your back on the police officer and you run back towards the, uh, this, this criminal and you embrace him and he begins to stab you again and again and again. And that is what I've seen all too often to some of the people that I love the dearest and the most is I have seen them uh, come into situations where they they experience some sort of suffering, some sort of trauma, some sort of abuse, and instead of running to the healer, instead of running to the comforter, instead of running to the provider, being God, they run further and further into the arms of the devil who inflicted the suffering in the first place. So, I, you know, and they. they drink, they self-harm, they sleep around, they just they just jump into the things of the devil um, and they end up getting more and more wounded and experience more and more suffering. And so I want to encourage you, uh, if you want to stay fully alive and fully awake, be fully aware of the fact that the devil has a plan to kill you, to rob from you, to destroy you. But Jesus came to bring life and life to the full. And if you will run to Jesus, uh, he says that he's going to wipe away every tear. His, his reality, his love, his compassion, his grace, his mercy is what you need um, and what we all need indeed. So uh, last thing I would say is this, is I want to encourage you, you become like people that you hang around that's out of the bible as well that your the bad company will corrupt you but good company will encourage you and spur you on uh, towards good things so i encourage you if you're um, in a dry environment if you're in a dead environment in terms of your faith community it's just dry or it's it's dead or it's there's no life there's no there's no um yeah it's just not an awake space or you yourself um, aren't, aren't engaged in a community of faith. You don't go to church. You don't, you're not connected to, to Christians that are on fire for God. Then I encourage you then, consider shifting your friendship circle. Consider shifting um, your even your faith community if you have to, to get around those that are going to inspire you and encourage you to, uh, to be fully alive and fully awake to the things of God. Um, now, I will just say this, that if you're going to be the change agent for that community, 
So you've got a community, a friendships, whatever. Um, so you're living in a share house where it's just a negative space. But you feel like it's actually your responsibility or your opportunity to shift things for those people and to see them come alive because you are already alive. I would just say this. As long as you've got support around you that are helping you on that mission, um, awesome, go for it. Stay in that environment and be the change agent. But if you're the one that's being influenced versus you being the influencer, then something's got to change. Anyway, guys, um, I really hope that you enjoyed today's podcast, that you were encouraged, that you were refreshed. And uh, I would love to hear any other questions that you may have. More than happy to answer as many as I can on this podcast because I want to see you fully alive and fully awake to the things of God. It is time for your awakening. Thank you and I'll see you next time.